I'm sitting in the subway station, Manhattan is my destination. Each day I live is much the same And I think what can I gain Living in this endless game Homeward bound I wish I was Homeward bound Home to Yerushalayim Home where my heart is lying Home where my destiny waits silently for me and welcome to another great edition of Homeward Bound, here from Yerushalayim. My name is Yigal Siegel, and we are here on the Nahum Siegel Network every week to give you inspiration and information about making Aliyah to the Holy Land, to Eretz Yisrael. The sponsors of this great program are Nefesh Benefesh, the only way to make Aliyah from North America. NBN.org.il is the website to check it out. We have a great show in store for you today. And uh, we'll be right back after these messages with another great edition of Homeward Bound. If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866, the number 4, A-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Homeward Bound, the show about making Aliyah to the Holy Land of Israel. My name is Egal Siegel, and we're here on the Nachum Siegel Network with our show, Homeward Bound, which is sponsored by our good friends at Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il. There's still time for you to try and get to Israel as soon as possible. Just go to the website and fill out an online application to start the process about making the big move to here to Eretz Yisrael. I am very pleased to welcome to our microphone our good friend Avi Silverman. Hey, you go. How are you doing, Avi? Great. Good, good to be back. It's good to see you. And Avi, as uh, most of you know, is uh, what exactly your title again? Uh, Pre-Aliyah and Community and Education Advisor. Yes, and um, Avi has been on our program many times, and uh, what we've done with Avi is speak about really two major topics. One was education and the whole education system here in Israel and the different types of education systems that are available for you. That is something that you can go to our archives at NahumSiegel.com and search under Homeward Bound, and you can find that interview with Avi. Uh, there were a couple interviews about that, I think, in terms of education. But besides that, the uh, um, more popular, I think, feature that Avi has done. Well, I'm not going to say that, Avi. I'm, you're always popular, Avi. <laughs> but the, uh, the, uh, Avi and I have gone through several um, communities, uh, really looking at them very, very much in detail. We've done Ramat Beit Shemesh, Beit Shemesh, Modi'in. Uh, the Gush Etzion area was our last interview, Avi. And uh, at that time, you told us that you wanted to save the city of Efrat uh, for a, uh, for a separate interview because of the um, Baruch Hashem for the tremendous growth and uh, there's so much to talk about in Efrat that uh, you felt that we needed to dedicate a specific interview to Efrat. 
Uh, for me, as a student of Rabbi Riskin, it's a particularly heartwarming because uh, I remember when I was in high school, Rabbi Riskin uh, would uh, talk about his dream of moving to Efrat and building Efrat. So the fact that Efrat now deserves a separate interview is very, very nice to hear. <laughs> so I'm very excited about that. So let's start off. Uh, first of all, Efrat was established in the 80s in the Gush area. Um, approximately uh, how big or how many people live in Efrat now? Do you know? Yeah, they're uh, encroaching on 10,000. Wow. But what's important to note about Efrat is that within the next five years, they're going to have approximately a 50% increase in their population. There's a lot of building that's going on, and it, it's important and significant to talk about the way that Rabbi Riskin actually designed Efrat, which just celebrated its 31st year. Wow, so, 31 years. Uh, in its 31 years, uh, it, it was set out to have hilltops right. of the seven species. So it started out, the first community was Rimon, and then Dekel, and Teina, etc. All these are Hebrew words for the seven species of fruit that are uh, specific indigenous. to Israel or mm-hmm. indigenous to Israel? Yeah. You have to have a good English vocabulary for Homeward Band. Okay, yes. Uh, now, the Zayat opened several years ago and continues to be built. So there are more units that are being built in Zayat, which is primarily being populated by young couples. So if your listeners are thinking of uh, communities that would be good for them and they have young children, Zayat is the neighborhood which within Efrat now that is uh, attracting a lot of young families and has more growth. Okay, so just to go back, so that this is the third hilltop, in other words. No. Zayed is the third hilltop? Zayed is the, the fourth? fourth. Okay. So what did I miss? We talked about Dekel. We talked about... Dekel, Tana, Geffen. Ah, okay. Okay, um, sorry. And now Zayed. Mm-hmm. And then the Gan and Tamar that we have to talk about. Okay, so so the Gan and Tamar have actually broken ground. There are going to be approximately 700 units being built in the Gan and Tamar. Uh, now, and can the, you give us an idea if I'm driving, let's say... Um, down the tunnel road from Yerushalayim, Ephrat is on my left. Okay. Um, I'm not good the at directions, entrance, but... The Rome. It's that first, the first entrance you're going to come to that you would hit Zayat first. Right. And then on top of that would be Dagan and Tamar. So Dagan and Tamar are past Zayat. In other words, uh, before the... Of, yeah. Be, be, uh, okay, one second. Uh, it, is, it, you can turn into Dagan and Tamar. You have to turn into Zayat to get to Dagan and Tamar. Uh, that I don't know because I don't know how the words are going to end up. I mean, okay. you, you turn into Zayat now, right? And then from Zayat there'll be roads that will lead into Dagan and Tamar. Okay, it'll go up. What are the plans for Dagan and Tamar right now? You said are seven hundred units. Correct. Um, that's just an initial phase, I assume. No, in total. I mean, oh, really? Initially, there there are five hundred units that are being um, uh, dug up or have already started, including Zayat. So Zayat, Tamar, and Dagan mm-hmm. have five hundred that are already underway, and there's a two hundred unit expansion that is on paper that will be once the 500 are done. Okay, so the 500 that are being done now, is there a a projected time for for when they're going to be ready? So I actually talked to one of the contractors this morning, Mm -hmm. and he has a number of units that are going to be ready within a year. Wow. And then he said everything else will be ready in four to five years. So in other words, if someone is looking to move to Efrat, now is a good time for for them to start talking to people about buying new in these uh, new communities. If you communities. want to buy a paper, we're not talking about Futsarichisha, which is uh, buying groups. That's a whole different discussion. Right. Okay. But uh, there are buying groups that are going on, and contractors that are you know selling selling and will continue to sell over the next probably two to three years. Okay. So if anyone wants information specifically about that, you can email Avi at a Silverman um, at nbn.org.il, and he can put you in touch with by email with uh, people who would be able to help you with this, I hope. 
because so, yeah. <laughs> I just said that without asking. <laughs> okay, so that's, so, uh, well, so that, that's me, exciting. Kinda. That that's an exciting development in terms of uh, you know talking about the increase of uh, of a front and finishing off the seventh hilltop. Right. So to say that all of them going from well, that's Ramon, only... from Ramon through Dagan. Right. That would be seven. Or well, six. Ramon, Deco, <laughs> Teena, Geffen, Zayed, Dagan, Tamar. Oh, you see that? <laughs> Excellent. No, so this is really something. So now, you know, it, it's it's funny because I remember when, when Efrat first started, it was really the one neighborhood, with, um, which was the first neighborhood Deco. was Dekel. And now... Sorry, Ramon was first, then Dekel. Right. And now I think, it, you know, you to like walk on Shabbos from Dekel to, 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 the, to the outskirts of Zayed could be a 45-minute walk. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a vast, vast place now. Yeah, it's interesting. They call it the Naknik. It's like a hot dog. It's right. very long. And uh, what's also interesting, which happening in Efrat, is uh, people who were part of the earlier settlers who would have been in their 30s at that time, who are now in their 60s, right. are starting to sell. Either they're they're going to smaller apartments right. or they're going to other areas to be with children and grandchildren. Um, so you're starting to see a shift that is going to continue from going uh, young couples who might have bought in Zayat, but either they're on apartments or they can't afford it, who are now buying in Ramon and Dekel. Uh-huh. So there's sort of a rejuvenation of those areas. Uh, for example, uh, Ganim for the children had been closing, and now they're starting to reopen them. Uh, in those, na- in those yeah, neighborhoods. Yeah, because of families. There's younger families moving into them now. Oh, so that's interesting. So um, in, in terms of that, so are the prices cheaper uh, uh, by the older apartments? Because, uh, I mean, they're just they're older? They're cheaper, but also you're getting houses. So the for what you can get for some of the more established houses, there's it's similar in what you're paying for construction for new apartments. Okay, so when you say houses, you're saying uh, a duplex type of thing? Or, or semi-detached homes. Uh, uh-huh. In a front, uh, a lot of people build larger homes. When people build freestanding homes, we call villas, uh, usually they build in the 300 to 350 square meters, which is, you know, in terms of footage, is uh, somewhere around 3,000 to 4,000 square feet. A very large home, even by American standards. It's Correct. a nice-sized home. So you have a, a lot of those in a front in terms of the villas. Uh, the semi-detached homes are anywhere between 250 to 300 square meters. So you're talking about, you know, 2,700 feet to 3,200, mm-hmm. 3,200, 3,200 square feet. Also, nice, uh, nice size homes. Um, and those, again, some of the young couples are starting to, to buy those secondhand. Now, are there actual apartment buildings going up now? Because I've never well, seen not that in, in the older, Not in the older. No, but what about in the new? In yeah, Dagan? Zayat. Zayat is, uh, has apartment buildings that are going up, and then Dagan and Tamar will be buildings. you have any idea how big the apartments are? Uh, usually a three-bedroom three apartment is around 110 square meters. Mm-hmm. That's the average. It's funny because... Um, in driving around the fry, which I don't do often, but the last time I was there, I don't remember seeing actual apartment buildings. But the truth is, I wasn't in. I don't think I was in um, in Zayat at that time. So right, you're not going to see in the older neighborhoods because they're done. Right. So you're going to see in Zayat definitely you'll see a building going on, and uh, now you'll see a lot of ground being uh, dug up and foundations being laid for Tamar and Dagan. And so that's that's already underway, and that's uh, like you said. Hopefully, at least part of them will be completed within a year. So it's definitely something to look into if you're if you're looking to make the move to a front. Um, but as uh, as Avi just said, um, there are apartments available, or houses, I should say, houses and semi-detached houses and villas available in other areas of the older Efrat. 
Okay. All right. I would say also just to bear in mind the population who's moving there. In general, uh, if Fred is described as a Dati Lumi, modern Orthodox community, mm-hmm. it has a Chabad community, it has a what we call Chardal community, Haredati Lumi. Um, and there is actually uh, people who are secular who live in Efrat. So on Shabbat, primarily, you're going to see the vast majority are kippah suga, crochet mm-hmm. kippot. You're going to see some black cats. You're going to see um, peyot. You're going to see uh, people without their heads covered. Every so often, you may see a car driving by. So in that sense, it is mixed. But you know, in terms of who's really moving there, it's the modern Orthodox community and the Datilumi Torni type right. of community. So predominantly, it's a, a religious community. Absolutely. Okay. You're um, also seeing all age groups move in, meaning uh, the newer areas that are being built are going to be attracting younger families. Right. Uh, but you're having retirees who are moving in there also because they want to be near their children and grandchildren. So whereas their age group may be in Ramon and Dekel, right. because, as you said, it could be a 35, 45-minute walk to get to Zayat or Dagan or Tamar, they're choosing to be in those areas as well. So there is a little bit of a mix going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I mean, I have uh, personal friends who have moved to Zayat because of exactly because of that because their grandchildren were living in Zayat so right. um, there's definitely uh, shifting going on but as you said especially now with new construction um, it's uh, it's definitely a younger uh, a move to a young towards a younger population that's what you're saying I just also want to give a, a heads up in terms of what people should be expecting to pay um, three bedroom apartments now that are being built um, you could get them starting at about 1.1 million shekels which is a nice price mm-hmm. but you should be expecting to pay about 1.2 1.3 million shekels for apartments uh, four bedroom apartments in the 1.4 1.5 million mm-hmm. uh, and the independent you know the freestanding homes could be anywhere between two Point five and three million shekels. Okay. So those are obviously larger homes, um, but uh, they're they're more affordable than were you to do other areas. And larger the a lot of the larger homes also have rental units, so that you have income that you can generate within your own house by renting out uh, units. And how big are those units? Are those units uh, enough for a family? Uh, Some of them are uh, up to three bedrooms. So some of them are around 100 square meters. Well, if you're building building a house, it's 350 square meters. (laughs) So you can have a 100 square meter basement. Right. So they are that large. Most of them, I would say, are probably in the 85 to 100. Uh Mm -hmm. Okay, excellent. Now, let's talk a little about infrastructure because obviously, you know, when we discussed the Gush in our last interview, we talked about how now the Gush area has a major supermarket and that, that there's just obviously a move towards, uh, you know, we call it the, the Makola to supermarket stages. You know, like, you know, <laughs> it used to be that you'd only go to a Makola. Now, of course, you have supermarkets. Now, Efrat, being 31 years old, obviously, uh, we'll talk about schools in a second, but uh, let's talk about just, you know, in terms of shopping, in terms of, uh, you know, post offices, etc. Do... Um, are are these are these type of uh, things available only in certain neighborhoods or in all the neighborhoods now we have uh, all these types of things? Uh, they're not in, in all of them. Um, Ramon and uh, Dekel have the majority of the restaurants, and you, we're seeing a growth. Uh, they just opened a Mexican restaurant in oh. uh, Ramon recently, mm-hmm. so they're uh, <laughs> they're getting a little more upscale there. Uh, so you do see that there there is more shopping and restaurants in the older established areas. Uh, Zayed is scheduled to have a full, what we call Merkaz Mishari, a shopping center. Right now they have a small supermarket or a large uh, makola, large however you want to look at it. <laughs> uh, but it's enough to meet their immediate daily needs. Uh, and that's going to be expanding. And, of course, you know, Tamar and Dagan, as they build, will also have shopping. But the when primary do you have an idea? I'm sorry to interrupt. The Merkaz Mishari of uh, Zayat. They're talking uh, within the next year or two. Really? 
Yeah. And, I mean, we're, and we're like, talking about a size comparable to what? To, to, I don't. To the I new can't tell you how many stores. I know uh, that uh, I've seen. I've seen. I've talked to contractors who are telling me that within the next year to two, the Mayor Kazmiskri is going to open, and then all the full shopping and, and restaurants will be there. Okay. Now I know that um, we spoke about a little uh, in the past about just transportation to to and from the Gush area. I think we mentioned in the last interview, but within Efrat. Not not going to Yerushalayim or to other areas, but with Inifrat, is there a, a bus system? It's mostly cabs. Uh, people, the buses that uh, travel from Yerushalayim, which is where, primarily where they're traveling from, uh, you know, have stops. So there, there are a lot of stops within within Efrat itself, and then cabs within Efrat. Uh, some residents of Efrat don't have cars, which they say is fine if you're in Efrat. It makes it more difficult because it's hard to get to Gushetzion, to uh, you know, the different schools in the Gushetzion area, um, and then you, know, you have to wait for buses to get Yerushalayim. Right. So if you found that you really wanted to be in Efrat, but you weren't able to afford a car, you can make it work. It's absolutely oh, doable, okay. So that that's important to but know. it's yeah. less convenient and certainly not the norm. Right. So the norm is to have a car. But also, um, since the norm is to have a car, you have a lot of neighbors <laughs> who have cars. <laughs> Can so, I have a ride, please. Yeah, so people do uh, hitch rides, and it's doable. Uh, I'll suggest if we're talking about transportation, just distance-wise, you should know that it's about 20 minutes to, um, from Efrat to Talpiot, which is a major shopping area in Yerushalayim, right. and about another 15 or 20 minutes into the center of town. It's about 25 to 35 minutes to get to Beit Shemesh, which is significant because Beit Shemesh has the train, and there are people who take the train to Tel Aviv. So while most people who work in Efrat are working in Yerushalayim, there is a significant group that either carpools to the train in Beit Shemesh um, or um, mostly carpools to, to get to Tel Aviv. So they'll go the 25, 35 minutes, depending on traffic, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, to get to the train, and then they'll take another 40 minutes to get to their destination in Tel Aviv by train. All right. So if people are used to more than an hour commute, it would be the same thing. Right. We talked about this when we spoke about the Gush in general. But, uh, so uh, to Tapio, 20 minutes by car. Um, that's from every neighborhood because some of these neighborhoods, you know, uh, if they're not exactly close to the highway, then they, you have to go through the neighborhood to get to the highway. So <laughs> from Efrat? Yeah. I mean, no, no, now that you have the turn off to Zayed directly. From yeah, the there's two entrances. So there's yeah. a northern and southern entrance. Yeah, I mean, the difference is, is negligible. Right. Uh, there are people from what I two who actually drive to Tel Aviv, and mm-hmm. it takes them about an hour and a half to drive straight. Okay. So, you know, that is another option for people who really want to front and have a job in Tel Aviv. Is, is it doable? It's doable. But you should expect to spend around uh, three hours a day commuting. Right. I don't so have that's, to uh, that's important to know. As and, But, uh, of course, you know, going to Yerushalayim, I guess the truth is people can go to Yerushalayim and then go from there to Tel Aviv, but it's not the – it's probably – it's probably – well, no, I don't know. Why do people go to Yerushalayim and then go to Tel Aviv from Yerushalayim? Well, or yeah. Well, because it's twenty minutes from Tapiyot, you're not really near the Tachanim. You connect the Begin. It's also interesting, by the way. Um, uh, I heard that they are also opening a new uh, entrance to Begin. Uh, they're calling it Begin de Rome, and that will cut off time for people from Efrat to get into various centers of Jerusalem. So Begin de Rome is already underway to pass bypass Malka, the Malka Mall. And to make easier access. Oh yeah, we see the construction of that right. So that's uh, something else. In terms that's going to save a lot of time. Going through Malcha takes a lot of time. Right, and you get you'll catch you'll connect from the the tunnels and the tunnels to connect to a front to the Begin, and then I feel like an old you know. time is you know how you speak to old time old limb and they say oh, I remember when <laughs> we could say uh, I remember when that huh uh, certainly with <laughs> I the remember when we had to go through Malcha to get to. <laughs> 
No, I remember when a frat, you know, a frat, you know, the big thing in a frat was they had a cosmomat when they had an ATM machine. Yeah. You know, and now it's, it has centers. Or do you remember, I'm sure you remember, before there was the tunnel road to get to the Gush in general, how difficult it was to get to the Gush. Absolutely. It's unbelievable what's happening here. Yep. People, you got to come. <laughs> oh, okay, we'll talk about that later. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so let's go now to obviously something which is very important, especially when we speak about a frat where we're talking about younger families coming, people with young children. Education. Now, Avi had mentioned before about the, the Ganim in the uh, Dekel area, in the Tamar area is, the, uh, is one of the uh, older ones? Or no, no. Dekel and... Um, Ramon and Dekel. And Re- sorry, Ramon. <laughs> I have to remember my, my Shiva Taminim. Mm-hmm. Um, that they had been closing because of the um, aging of the population there, but now they're reopening because more of a younger crowd is coming in. I assume that in Zayat and these other areas, let's talk about the, um, the Ganim first the, for the m- much younger children. I'm sure that the, there's a, a tremendous amount of those available for yeah. people. There's a, a from Alyssa Fried Harbader, who is the coordinator for Afrat. And you should know that uh, there is a coordinator for the English-speaking population in Afrat. She's a tremendous resource. Um, so Lisa told me there are 22 Ganim in Afrat, and those will obviously expand in number once they open up Tamar and Dagan. Okay. So, you know, there's plenty of education. Um, Afrat has always been known for having, you know, top-notch schools. The two main elementary schools are Asechayel and Auroletzion. Uh, that go from one to eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then they they feed off to other schools in the um, the Gush area, right. mostly in Alonshvut, is with the educational center for the whole Gush Etzion area. But even within Efrat itself, for higher education for the kids, for high schools, um, there isn't a girls' school, the Anulpana. They all they either go to Aria or to Mechavana or other uh, schools. And these in were, the Gush. we spoke about these uh, in the when we spoke about the Gush in general. Right? And mm-hmm. uh, so those are common places, as well as going to Yerushalayim and some girls who go to Beit Shemesh. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there are three boys' high schools that are in Efrat itself. Uh, one is Neve Shmuel, and that has a dormitory. So even if you live in Efrat, and you're right around the corner across the street you from Neve Shmuel, the dorm. The, your son's going into the dorm. Is that, who's, who runs that school? Um, I don't remember the name of the principal. Oh, okay. Um, and then Orot Yehuda is another boys' school, mm-hmm. uh, high school. And then Der uh, Chavot, which is a more mixed population. It's meant for kids who are less academic on the one level, uh, combined with kids who are taking uh, five points in physics and biology. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting school in that it, it, it is the most heterogeneous of the three boys' high schools. So those are options for boys to stay within. Now the la- I'm sorry itself. to interrupt. The last two you mentioned. Der uh, Havot. and the other one, I'm sorry, the middle one. Orot Yehuda. So do they have uh, dormitories also? Or are they? No, okay. Base, so it's basically people for, for, for kids coming from Efrat, those two schools. Correct. Um, they also come from Jerusalem. Uh, they're kids from Beit Shemesh who also come in to go to Der Havot. Interesting. Yeah, obviously the majority is going to be from Efrat itself. Is there a plan for a girls' school? For a girls' high Not school? Not that I heard of. I mean, when they opened up Uriah, that was the second girls' school. Right. Um, then again, you have Rosh Therim, and you have Kira Darba, and, and right, which is not schools. far at all. And for special ed kids, uh, we'll go to Rishit or some of the other options within the Gush. Uh-huh. But again, this in Efrat itself, um, it's just the three boys' high schools. We're talking about a high school level. Right. Now, um, it's also just in terms of, if we're going to talk about education, just you know, in global education, right. uh, one of the things that Afrat prides itself on is uh, the women's learning. They have a women's Beit Midrash, which is very active, shiurim across the spectrum of topics and levels. Uh-huh. Uh, men's shiurim, obviously, you would expect to find that in a community that's mostly um, religious through the shuls. But this is a special Beit Midrash program for the women, which women 
come to from the outside, even from Yerushalayim and from the Beit Shemesh it's area. Center whose auspices? Um, I'm not sure. Let's see. Um, okay, we can find that. Uh, yeah. Anyone is interested, Don't email know. Avi at uh, asilverman at nvn.org.il yeah. and he'll find out for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's also the Also, by the way, do you have, um, you mentioned Alyssa before? Alyssa Fried Harbader. And uh, again, if anyone wants her specific information, because it sounds like she's a great resource, uh, if you want to move to Efrat, uh, please uh, email Avi and he'll be glad to put you in touch she's with She's also her. listed um, the Efrat profile within our community database. Oh. So Alyssa is the main contact. So nbn.org.il, just search on Efrat and you'll find all the information you need there. Um, I just want to mention it's also yeah, sure. a Hester Yeshiva. So not only higher education for women, but also the Hester Yeshiva. And some of your listeners may be familiar with Yeshivat HaMiftar, right. which was started by Rabbi Bravender, now by Rabbi Riskin. So Yeshivat HaMiftar is actually in Efrat now. Oh, it used to it's be in El Azar, right? Or something like that? El Azar used to be in HaMiftar, in Yerushalayim. Oh, it used to be in Gibbat HaMiftar, which is how it's got oh, its name. Oh, okay, okay. No, but I'm, just, I'm just, well, I remember when it moved. So, okay, fine. So, um, so we have a, a, a tremendous amount of resources when it comes to education. The main thing I think that uh, I'd like our listeners to know about is Hebrew, um, learning the Hebrew language. If they bring children at various ages, how are the schools equipped in terms of uh, of Opan and helping people learn the language. So Efrat is uh, one of the communities that has a summer camp. It has a two-week summer camp for kids in August. So that's their first initiation. It does not have its own Opan. Uh, people learn in a Lonshfut, in mm-hmm. the Opan and Lonshfut. Uh, some people, if they want a specialized Opan, will go to Yushalayim. Uh, but the schools are all equipped to help the students. And again, that's one of the things uh, that Alyssa Fried Harbader is very good about making sure that the kids get the needs they want. And she works with the schools and the principals uh, in terms of tutorials and uh, the different programs they have for the parents to help their kids as well. So it, it, there's no concern about bringing elderly children to a front. Okay. Uh, the Matnas is also a key feature of the community. It's one of the most active Matnasim, which is a Jewish community center. Um, they offer programs for kids of all age, for adults, um, every cultural experience you want. They have community-wide concerts. They have dancing. It, it's really a very active and vibrant program. And it's important for Olim because they have uh, programs to help the Olim. Uh, there's also a library, which is uh, one of the keystones of the community, offering both books in Hebrew and English. So if you're coming as an Ole and you don't want to give up your, you know, your book clubs and the library and the right. resources of a library, so Fred has a well-stocked English-speaking library. I just read that the most popular library in Israel is in Kiryat Arba. Did you know that? Did not know that. I just saw it today. Interesting. interesting? Yeah. yeah. I, I guess, I don't know. Either they don't have the internet or... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fascinating. Oh. And the truth is it, it makes sense that... Uh, that uh, uh, especially people who are moving to Israel who want to have these resources, knowing that there's a matnas like that is, uh, is, is very important. Um, uh, shuls, I, mean, I guess, of, uh, of all denominations in terms of uh, Ashkenaz, Svarad, etc. Now, uh, what I, I wanted to ask you, is there a Mamlachti school? In, uh, in no. There is no Mamlachti school. Interesting. Because there's no population for it. Interesting. So, um, again, uh, Education, okay, we've covered. We've covered the infrastructure. Is there anything else you have to add about? Uh, uh, just in terms of the social life, uh, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was speaking to someone who ran the marathon last week. Efrat had its first Efrat marathon. So it was, uh, <laughs> in Efrat, how many times did you have to run right, around about that? Right. So where did you go? Well, no, I mean, it is a pretty large <laughs> well, place, but you still got to run around a lot, I guess. This person did the 10K. So it was a 10K, 5K, and I think a, two, a 2K run. They had three options. It's a lot of hills. So it's just interesting, just in terms of that development, that sense of community, this, the sense of belonging mm-hmm. uh, is important. Uh, anything that you need in terms of shopping, I just want to go back that they now have two large 
shopping centers besides Rami Levy, which is closer to a lunch foot, within within Rafat itself, they have their own two shopping centers. They also have a lot of cottage industries. So people who are selling clothing from their homes, selling hats, selling housewares, those types of things. There are also mm-hmm. regular stores that sell those. So for all your basic needs, you can get it in Efrat. And then again, within 20 minutes, you're in Tel Piyot where you have all the major shopping. Right. So that's an important piece. Um, socially, obviously Shabbat is uh, the, the time when most people socialize, but the parks are very important. Efrat, beautiful parks kept up, and they become the center for not only the kids, but also for the teens. Youth groups meet there. Um, schools have activities in the park. So the parks are well kept up and maintained, and they're building more and more of those. Uh, in general, the the life in the field of gush of, of the gush is um, part of the overall interaction with Efrat. Meaning, even though Efrat is separate from the gush, it's its own municipality. Right. So it's separate. And Rabbi Riskin serves as the Rav Rashi of Efrat, not of the gush. Of the um, Efrat, right. They're they're intertwined with gush. Meaning, they they go to schools and unloan shvut. Um, they go to other shirim that take place in you know Devei Daniel or in Elazar. So there's a, I mentioned when I talked about Elazar, there's the bypass that goes underneath from Efrat connecting you to Elazar. Right, you, you go underneath that the road. Last time, yeah. So there, there is a sense that even though Efrat is its own city in that sense, mm-hmm. it really is very much connected to what's happening with all the programs that are offered in the Gush in general. Right, I think uh, the impression is, at least my impression, is that just in terms of the sheer size of Efrat, that's why it's its own municipality, but definitely. From a cultural, social standpoint, it considers itself part of the of the Gush in general. Right. It was only Avi Silverman who decided to make a separate <laughs> interview about that. Well, because it's different because of because of the number of schools that it has, and because of the housing, and the fact that it has seven very distinct neighborhoods. Right. Uh, that's very different than you know. No, hundred percent. You know, the, the in the area. It's really it, it's tremendous to see the growth there. I was uh, able to spend the Shabbos there with my family a few years ago, and just to. To walk around to see what Efrat has become is just uh, is wonderful, and uh, we look forward to seeing it grow more. Now that Avi's told us, now another uh, seven hundred units on uh, at least uh, five hundred that are actually being constructed now, two hundred more on the on the planning in the planning stages. And I'm sure that is there. There's more space to to expand there. I assume. I'm not sure how much more. I mean, the older neighborhoods are pretty much done. I'm not right. sure how much they'll be able to go further than that. Okay, but. but uh, uh, it's, uh, it'll be impressive, and you know, and it's also in terms of we didn't mention all the medical needs, all the the kupok that are there, kupar mm-hmm. which are the medical uh, centers, are there. There's also an emergency center that is there. So a term. Yeah. Or, uh-huh. So if something comes up that uh, you need emergency care, you don't have to run to Yushlaim. That's good that to know. There. That's yeah. very good to know. Is there, the, is there talk about him building a hospital in the Gush area, or there's not there's no talk about that? I have not heard about it, but it could be. I mean, Hadassah, have, I guess, is the closest. Uh, well, you can go into Yerushalayim. Or Shari Tzedek, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to have a sizable amount of people. That, yeah, uh, to, you know, I'm not sure the Gush as a whole is going to get up to that number. But we'll see. All right. Well, Avi, thank you so much. As usual, Avi uh, Silverman has all the information about Efrat and any other community that you're interested in, if you have any specific questions or general questions, the first thing you should do is not bother Avi Silverman. You should go to the NBN website at nbn.org.il. There are uh, comprehensive pages on all these communities that we've spoken about and other communities and other areas in Israel uh, that uh, that uh, has pretty much up-to-date information in terms of uh, the context that you need, the information that you want when it comes to everything about a community in Israel. Of course, if you have specific questions or if you just don't feel like looking at the website, you want to connect with this great man, Avi Silverman is available at A Silverman, 
A. Silverman at nbn.org.il, and he and the rest of the Pre-Aliyah staff are very much interested in helping you make your decision to make the move to the community that makes the most sense for you here in the land of Israel. Uh, this is Yigal Siegel for Homeward Bound. With my uh, Again, my thanks to Avi. Thank you so much. Great being here. And uh, we'll be back right after these messages. If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4-A-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il. I need Hashem to comfort me Homeward bound I wish I was Homeward bound Well, that wraps up another great edition of Homeward Bound here at the Nachum Siegel Network. My name's Egal Siegel. Any archives of these shows can be found at NachumSiegel.com and any information about Aliyah can be found at nbn.org.il. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week, everybody.